Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen, and I thank you so much for listening today. Uh, Today I'm going to cover naproxen. Uh, brand name of this medication is naprosin. Uh, I probably most commonly hear patients uh, call naproxen Aleve is a, another brand name that goes with it as well. Uh, as uh, full disclosure, I have uh, talked about you know ibuprofen in the in the past, uh, as well as the entire class of NSAIDs. So you know there's some of the information here that is similar to that. Um, but I did want to talk about some specifics that I think are, are really important with uh, naproxen as well. So first off, what is naproxen? It is a, an NSAID, a non-steroidal. You'll often um, hear it referred to as kind of shorthand. And it is used uh, primarily for anti-inflammatory, uh, pain syndromes, fever potentially. And those are really the, the big three. And it is available over the counter. So that presents uh, some challenges as a a provider, as a pharmacist, as a a nurse. You've got to recognize that people uh, pick up these medications on their own and they start taking them and they often don't report it to a healthcare professional. Okay, So I, I can't stress it enough. You've got to get medication lists updated and you've got to ask patients whether they're taking over-the-counter medications and try to get that uh, teased out because it it certainly does happen. Um, There is uh, variations, and I think I might have forgot to mention it with the ibuprofen podcast, but there is variations with uh, these medications and over-the-counter composition. So you've got something like Advil PM or Aleve PM, this is going to have an additional medication in it, and it's usually uh, a, a an older uh, anticholinergic sedative type medication because it's supposed to help with sleep as well. Uh, oftentimes, it's diphenhydramine, uh, but it could be others as well. So, uh, very very important to encourage patients uh, to look at the uh, back of the label because the uh, active ingredients will be in there, and then obviously uh, discuss that uh, with uh, their healthcare professional and make sure that we don't have uh, interactions or disease state contraindications or or whatever the case may be. So just really, really common sense, important things that definitely get missed in clinical practice um, and can cause a lot of pain and and suffering for our patients there. So Aleve or Naproxen is, uh, again, inhibits COX-1 and COX-2. Again, that's cyclooxygenase is the, the name of that enzyme, and that ultimately reduces uh, the formation of various prostaglandins. And um, from a physiological standpoint, those prostaglandins are responsible for uh, sending pain signals, fever signals, uh, and inflammation as well. 
Uh, in addition, uh, thromboxane A2 is inhibited. Um, and when we do that with that medication, that can prevent uh, platelet aggregation. So the blood gets a little bit thinner, potentially. And that's why we have um, bleed risk uh, with uh, NSAIDs, of course. So naproxen, I wanted, I wanted to spend uh, a minute or two on specific, unique things with naproxen compared to other NSAIDs. So first off, you know, I compare, I always traditionally compare naproxen to ibuprofen. Uh, and that's, you know, I think I do that just because they're both over-the-counter NSAIDs. And uh, biggest difference is naproxen has a significantly longer half-life. So that means we get to have less frequent doses throughout the day, which can be a really, really nice thing uh, for patients for sure. Uh, in addition to that, uh, the other really notable thing from a clinical perspective, uh, with the uh, data we have at, at this point, if a patient has significant cardiovascular risk, you know, previous MI, stroke, things of that nature, um, naproxen does tend to have the lowest risk uh, compared to other NSAIDs. So that might be a situation where and if, if an NSAID is absolutely necessary, we're not going to get by with using uh, some other analgesic or some you know, non-drug intervention. Uh, if we have to use an NSAID in a patient that's at high risk of cardiovascular problems, uh, naproxen might tend to be uh, on the uh, safest of, of all the, the other NSAIDs there. So those are a few kind of clinical uh, practice pearls with uh, naproxen and things that, that you might see and why you might see naproxen used compared to, to other agents there. Uh, adverse effect profile, going to be very similar uh, to you know N the NSAID podcast that I, I had in general. Um, and of course, ibuprofen too. Uh, GI bleed risk. So again, take the medication uh, with food, and you know, GERD symptoms can happen and things like that too. Uh, make sure that we are um, adequately protecting the GI tract. If it is a patient at high risk for GI bleed, and they we absolutely have no other option than to use an NSAID, that might be a situation that we uh, use. GI protection, GI prophylaxis, uh, intentionally. Now, in clinical practice, you got to pay attention because if you only do a seven-day course of naproxen or a 14-day course or whatever the case may be, and you add on GI protection during that time, uh, make sure that we take it away. If it's not needed long-term, uh, make sure we take away that GI protective medication, whether it's you know, omeprazole or pantoprazole, whatever the case may be, um, make sure that medication is stopped uh, if the naproxen is stopped as well. That's definitely uh, a target in my practice when I'm trying to uh, slow down and, and minimize the burden of, of polypharmacy. Same thing with, with CHF exacerbation, you know, and, and that risk. Uh, when you see that diuretic added, uh, recognize that NSAIDs could contribute and worsen edema. And if it does that, and we, again, have a, a short course, you know, two weeks, four weeks of an NSAID, 
and we have to have a diuretic because the edema side effect is bad, uh, when we stop that NSAID, hopefully we can get by without that diuretic as well. Get another little tip on trying to, to minimize polypharmacy and just paying attention to the way medications are added and the adverse effect profile of new medications that are, are started. Uh, renal issues, patients will be at risk for this with any NSAID. Uh, that risk can go up as we add on uh, other medications, which I'll mention in the uh, drug interaction section. Uh, cardiovascular risks, that's kind of a class effect with NSAIDs. But like I mentioned, if, if one is going to be necessary uh, and the patient does have significant cardiac risks, that is a reason why you might see uh, naproxen used preferentially. Uh, elevations in blood pressure uh, can certainly happen with NSAIDs as well. Um, and I did mention an update with uh, pregnancy and, and NSAIDs in the uh, ibuprofen uh, podcast, so I can refer you back to that one if you want more details on that. Uh, I did want to also mention specifically uh, we really like to avoid NSAIDs in our geriatric patient population. Um, between the fluid retention, the renal risks, and the GI bleed risk, uh, that is a huge, huge problem uh, with using NSAIDs in geriatrics. So uh, we really got to make sure that you know we're doing our, our due diligence in trying you know non-pharmacological interventions for pain and, and things like that. Uh, before we go uh, straight to the, the NSAID class. All right, so let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll finish up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material like BCPS, ambulatory care, geriatrics, medication therapy management, or NAPLEX, definitely go check out meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. Got a growing list of resources uh, entire packages over you know thousand plus questions practice questions um, really nice referrals we've had from people as well uh, who thought the content has been valuable and uh, certainly helped them uh, pass their board exam so again meded101.com slash store if you're another healthcare professional uh, nurse pa nurse practitioners we've got a growing list of resources books uh, on various topics, case studies, clinical pearls, drug interactions. Uh, go check out all those resources at meded101.com slash store. All right, finishing up on drug interactions. So, you know, you've got to think about bleed risk. You absolutely have to think about that. So, you know, baby aspirin, uh, clopidogrel, prasigrel, uh, some of those antiplatelet agents, uh, in addition, you've got to think about patients on long-term anticoagulation, whether it be apixaban, warfarin, rivaroxaban, uh, heparin, and oxaparin, all these agents that lower um, the, or excuse me, increase the risk for bleeding are going to potentially have a cumulative effect and you know, increased risk for GI bleed and other types of bleeding goes up as we add a drug like naproxen uh, on board with some of these agents. So I mentioned the renal risks associated with naproxen and NSAIDs in general. When we add on uh, other medications that can have renal impacts, uh, such as you know loop diuretics, thiazide diuretics, uh, ACE inhibitors, ARBs, those can have a cumulative effect and increase that risk for 
uh, renal impairment. Hypertension, so particularly at higher doses, uh, naproxen can potentially raise blood pressure. So that's going to obviously oppose anything we're trying to do with blood pressure lowering medications. Uh, lithium is one that I, I look out for. Uh, if I see a person on lithium, I'm definitely going to ask about over-the-counter agents. And obviously naproxen is one of those that can raise lithium levels. Uh, GI bleed risk, additive medications, obviously uh, the anticoagulants, antiplatelets I mentioned before. But in addition to that, there's other meds that can cause uh, GI upset, GI bleed issues, uh, bisphosph oral bisphosphonates, uh, lendronate, abandronate, think resedronate, things like that. Uh, and then the corticosteroids, you know, your, your prednisones and things of that nature uh, taken orally can uh, cause some GI irritation and potentially increase the risk of bleed uh, and or ulceration. All right, so I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, share us with friends, colleagues, leave a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. That greatly helps us uh, grow the audience and uh, helps people learn more about medications in general. So I'm, I'm really, really appreciative to those of you who have done that. Sign up at reallifepharmacology.com. Get that free 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. And of course, support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to sign off for today. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.